Hello, and welcome to the Black Millennial Revolution. My name is Kiana Michelle, also known as Key, and you're tuned in to another episode of the Black Millennial Revolution. What is going on, everyone? I hope you all are having a great, great day. We're about to dive right into today's episode, which is how thrifting can positively serve the Black community. Um, I don't know if you all know this, um, but I don't want to be redundant. I did state this in the beginning, but I know I didn't dive too deeply. So I am a resale fashion entrepreneur. And what that is, I am someone that resells vintage, retro, and modern day gems, stylish gems to customers. So I have been really into thrifting and reselling since college. Um, I've always been into fashion since my freshman year of high school, but I got into this realm of fashion in college after being, you know, a broke college student residing in the boonies, limited to where I could shop and what I could buy. And, you know, it wasn't until one of my friends said to me, yo, Key, you know where you should go? You should go to the local thrift store, man. Like, they got some nice stuff there. I think you should go. And I had my preconceived notions about thrifting. I was kind of thinking to myself, really? The thrift store? Like, what? And I was like, like, really? But something in my mind said, Key, you should go. Just be open-minded about this and go. Y'all. Next thing you know, I'm in that thrift store every week, sometimes more than once a week, to the point people, the employees are kind of looking at me like, damn girl, you know, I know you love this store, but you come in here all the time. (laughs) And it's crazy what happens in life um, when you allow yourself to have like a growth-filled mindset and an open mind. You know, imagine if I, you know just was closed off about that idea, I would not have ended up finding a realm of fashion that I not only like, but that I feel like is for me. Because although I was really into fashion growing up, um, and I knew it was a field that I wanted to dive into, I just never really knew what field of fashion really spoke to me. You know, I was like, I'm not really into this. I'm not really into that. I wasn't into the superficial aspects of fashion. I was always into the self-expression, um, the individuality, you know what I mean? Um, those forms of fashion, I'm, I'm more so into that, the uniqueness and, um, how fashion can serve as a way to, you know, liberate who you are and positively liberate who you are. So, Thrifting is something that, you know, in the black community, um, it's definitely starting to have a lot more buzz because resale fashion is having a lot more buzz. Um, In the next 10 years, resale fashion will surpass fast fashion. So a lot of you all that may be listening to this episode right now that are not thrifters, you will definitely turn into thrifters, whether or not after this episode, within the next two years, (laughs) four years, five years, 10 years, you will become a thrifter. And honestly, you will appreciate it because thrifting provides a better quality of life. You don't need to be someone that is poor. That is such a negative connotation that comes with thrifting. Oftentimes, it's a lot of rich white people that are thrifting. And you know what I mean? And it's because of the fact of, yo, like, why am I going to spend all my money on clothes? When I can spend my money and invest in myself and I can spend my money on experiences, you know what I'm saying? So that's just what I think, you know, 
we as a community need to start doing more, diving into the thrift industry. And, you know, I know, although as I stated before, it's something that, you know, I'm seeing a lot more black people dive into. It's still something that a lot of us don't really know much about. Um, And it's still something that a lot of us have and hold these negative preconceived notions about. Um, this past year, actually, earlier this year, I wrote an article on Blavity, which is a site for millennials, a writing platform for millennials, which I think is amazing that, um, this platform even exists. And let me specify that it's for black millennials, which is why I think it's even more amazing that this platform exists because it just gives people that ability to share their stories with the community. And it does help to build community. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Blavity for allowing me, um, to, you know, get my writing across, you know, it's been awesome. Anytime I wrote, you know, something I've been able to get accepted and published. And so that's been um, a dope feeling just to get, you know, your words out to the community. So the last article that I wrote for Blavity was how thrifting can serve as a way to combat economic injustice and materialism. Um, so as stated before, I know that thrifting can definitely provide a lot of black people with a better quality of life. Like I know a lot of black people that will spend a whole bunch of money on Jordans, but then be like, dang, I don't got enough money for, you know, food or to support myself with other things or maybe bills. So they're just spending money on, you know, these expensive clothing items to feel worthy or to feel accepted or to feel in, but it's like, yo, you don't have you know, money to support yourself. You know what I mean? Um, materialism. Materialism is huge, huge, huge in the community. It's a huge, big thing. Um, and, you know, although, you know, I don't think it is necessarily a bad thing to be a materialistic person. I do think it's a bad thing if you, if that's all you are. And, you know, you base your sense of worth on materialist, materialistic things and aspects. And, you know, I, growing up, you know, I always would notice anytime a new pair of Jordans would come out, how fast people would hop on and get the Jordans. I couldn't help but observe that. And I had a friend that was really into Jordan. She was someone that was really into Jordans and would always get the latest pair, would wait in the lines and stuff like that. But she was a sneakerhead. She always had different type of sneakers. So I was like, okay, I know you're really into sneakers. You've always been to sneakers all your life. This is different. But there were so many other people that, you know, they would, I felt like they would just hop on it just to say they hopped on it, just to say they had the latest pair of Jordans, just to say they had the sevens or the sixes or the twos, if that even existed, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, they, I just felt like that. Like, you know, people had to get Jordans, you know, not only to represent that they were in, to represent that they were worthy, but also to represent that... Um, they mattered. And don't get me wrong. I know there are a lot of people. Jordan had a very, very magnetic brand. And I know that there were a lot of people that actually really loved Michael Jordan. Were just like, what? Like Michael Jordan came out with the new sneakers. I got to get, you know, those sneakers. And I understand that. But like I stated before, there were several people that just wanted to get Jordan just to say they had Jordans. 
I'm talking about a lot of people. And I just couldn't get past that. It, it turned me off from the shoe. And then also for me, you know, me being someone that's so big on individuality and so big on other people expressing their individuality and embracing their individuality. To me, Jordans didn't represent individuality. It's not, you know, individuality if one, two, three, four, five, six, ten people in the room got the same pair of shoes as you do. You know what I'm saying? Um, I couldn't understand that. We're all waiting in the line to get the same pair of shoes. What, what's unique about that? I, that's just me. You know what I'm saying? I, like, that's just me. I'm not trying to, you know, change anybody's mind on that because I know like, yo, there are going to be other things that other people have in life that you want too, right? But damn, you know, ugh, individuality is everything, y'all. Trust me, it is everything. Um, especially if you're only hopping on the bandwagon just to say you have a materialistic aspect and just to feel worthy. You know, I think that thrifting not only can, you know, combat economic injustice and, you know, provide black people with, you know, more money in their pockets to do other things, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, to get fly shit and fly gems for less. I also think it can really revolutionize and change that materialistic aspect for a lot of black people and really allow a lot of black people to realize that that personal power does come from within. Like that's such a big mission for me um, to really push black people to realize that and to see that. Um, you know, so I started my blog last year and, you know, although my blog, um, was for all different, you know, races, ethnicities, and backgrounds, um, because although I am someone that is very pro-black, I am also someone that is very, very into diversity. And if I had it my way, I would (laughs) love to live in a world where, you know, we could all really be, you know, the purest form of humanity, um, where everybody is coming together, helping each other out and really loving one each other. But that's a very idealistic mindset. You know what I mean? So, uh, as I said it before, you know, my blog was for everybody. Um, and I wanted people to realize, you know, the connection between personal growth and resale fashion and fashion, you know, so at first, my site was, you know, it's called Key to Fashion. So at first I had a Key to Fashion portion where I would talk a lot about resale fashion and the resale fashion industry. But then I also had a Key to Fashion portion, which allowed me to share stories on, you know, personal growth stories and storytelling. I, you know, I'm a storyteller and I love to tell stories. Um, but You know, the main reason why I wanted to have my blog set up that way is because I wanted people to realize the connection between fashion and personal growth. And I wanted people to realize that fashion is an expression of who you are and that it's important to really strive to learn more about yourself in order for you to learn about your personal style and also in order for you to embrace and love your personal style. So that was big for me. Like I knew at first, you know, it probably didn't make a lot of sense. Although, you know, I, I realized a lot of people actually enjoyed it. Um, I wanted just people to understand that and to just learn more about themselves. That's just what I'm all about. You know what I'm saying? I really think that is my life's mission is just to help people and to help people grow and, and to become better people in all aspects of their life, whether it's, you know, using my voice, whether it's with fashion or any other aspect. That's just what I feel. So thrifting, you know, this is something that is 
up on the ups, you all. And I, as I said before, I was a blogger last year, but now I have my own resale fashion brand called Kita Fashion. So now I am a reseller and I am not only loving it, but this was a vision that I had since 2016. I always thought about opening up my own resale fashion store one day. Um, and I just thought it would be a big thing. And I actually ended up going to the nation's only resale fashion conference in Minnesota. And it was a solo trip, y'all. Mind you, I was going and it was the year after the Philando Castell case. And it was a year after the police officer had gotten, and no, the police officer had gotten acquitted on the case a few days earlier. So here I am like, dang, I'm going to Minnesota. I know this is going to be, you know, some really different vibes here. All I'm thinking is I hope everything is going to be all right. And everything was more than all right. Although it was definitely, you know, a different city from Boston. Um, I not only got to meet a lot of great people and have a great experience, um, but I got to grow. I think anytime you take not only a trip, but a solo trip, oh, your growth, the growth that you receive, y'all, oh, if you haven't gone on a solo trip, go. And that will definitely be a podcast episode that I will be doing next. Go on a solo trip. But it was just amazing, you know. But <laughs> let me be transparent with you all. You know, the conference was held at the Hyatt Hotel. And I'll never forget before I walked into the room, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what it's going to be like. I wonder how many people are going to be in the room. I wonder what it's going to be like. So I'm going up the escalator now and I'm getting ready to walk into the conference room and it's huge. And as I walk into that room, I literally stop my tracks right in the doorway. And all of a sudden I am looking out at a sea of white people. And mind you, I wasn't foreign to this feeling. I grew up going to predominantly white schools from first grade to senior year of college. So I wasn't foreign to this feeling, but for some reason, it was very overwhelming. I'm looking out to see if there's any black people and literally it, it was like a sea of white people and all you're seeing is brown specks. Like it looked, it literally, all you're seeing is brown specks across. It became so overwhelming for me. I said, you know what? I'm just going to walk in and sit down. And I ended up walking all around the conference room to the front. I ended up sitting in the front of the room and I asked a group of people, excuse me, is anyone sitting here? And they said, oh no, you can sit there. And I sat down and you know, they can definitely tell I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> you know, this is a lot. They could tell that I was like, this is a lot of white people. You know what I'm saying? Um, but they were not only respectful to me, um, but definitely, you know, wanting to know like what, why I was here and, you know, what got me into resale fashion, which I thought was dope that, you know, there were a lot of people that were big on, you know, the community aspect of the conference. So all in all, the conference was great, but I could not stop thinking about, damn, there wasn't a lot of black people at the conference and, you know, what made it, you know, even more valuable was the fact that, you know, mind you, like I said, there was literally not only a sea of white people, there was hundreds of white people. And out of those hundreds, there had to be less than 10 black people at that conference. So that's why I was like, wow. 
But I had the pleasure of getting acquainted with the other black attendees at this conference. And I always say, although we were small in number, we were large in vision. And a lot of those people, I hope you all listening to this episode because, you know, a lot of you all were so inspirational to me. And you all really, really, you know, influenced me to start thinking, yo, like, not only um, is it important what you're doing, you know, me being on this resale fashion path, it's so important for me to inspire other black people to get onto this path as well. Um, so, you know, resale fashion, as I said before, it's in the ups and ups, you all. It's an uprising thing. And, you know, if you're someone that is not a thrifter, just getting to thrifting, maybe you're a reseller and you're listening to this, which will be dope, or you're a business owner, it doesn't matter where you are in the spectrum. Um, if you're, I just want you all to just learn more and to just, you know, start to just jump more into it and to realize that this is something that can really revolutionize the community for the better. And with that being said, I have created a platform on IG called Blacks Who Thrift. And this platform I have a lot of visions for, but this is for the community. You know, I really, really see black people making a mark in resale fashion. This is my vision. And I'm a visionary. And one thing about me, when I see the vision, I have to bring it to life. There is nothing more worse to me than not bringing my visions to life. Because I can see it. I can literally touch it. So I can see the vision of more black people being into this field. I can see how it can positively revolutionize the mindsets of black people. I can see it, you all. You know, I really do. And so I want more black people to get into this field. I really, really do. So follow Blacks Who Thrift, get inspired. There's so many dope people that have been posted on the page so far. And, you know, I just want to say that page is not a competitive page at all. So I, I, you know, and that's something I'm going to be actually sharing in my next post on IG with the people that follow that page is that this is not a competitive page for accolades or anything of that sort. No, 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 no. This is an inspirational page. Like, I don't care if you're just someone that's just a thrifter. I don't care at all. You know, there's someone that literally has shared their story with me that is someone that is just not only a thrifter, but shares their thrift experience on IG. And they have been inspiring people by being a thrifter on their IG platform. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to be a reseller or a business owner or, you know, a resale fashion consultant or an event planner or a community organizer or a blogger. You don't have to be that to be inspirational. You could just be you. You know what I'm saying? For real. And, and, and that's what I want to say. And also, there is nothing better than being inspired by other black people. I am deeply inspired by the black people. You know what I'm saying? Deeply inspired. Some of my biggest influences are black people. Not only my family members, but other people, you know what I'm saying, that are black leaders and legends of our community that have inspired me and inspired my journey and that I look up to. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I know with social media now, we live in such a, a comparison world and this envious world. 
But listen, push that envy and stuff to the side, right? There is nothing better than being inspired by someone else. And when you are inspired by someone else, that, that helps you out. That promotes personal growth for you as well. You know what I'm saying? So it don't don't feel afraid to be inspired by someone else. There is nothing wrong with being inspired by someone else at all. There is nothing wrong with that at all. But please, once again, follow the Black Soothrith page. And also, if you want to stay in touch with me or my personal brand, you can also follow the Key to Fashion, Reso Fashion page on IG or follow my personal page, Bad Girl Style. But once again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Black Millennial Revolution podcast. And I hope you all have a lovely day. Bye now.